well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me as always is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. What's up? <laughs> I was going with the old school Budweiser. <laughs> well, I was watching Ant-Man and Wasp the other day, and the, oh, the one guy does it, and it's... Solid movie. Yeah, it was funny. I wanted... What, what, I can't remember his character's name, but I wanted that guy to do like a whole like preview before endgame like this is what you missed oh i know <laughs> that would have been so good when he does a truth theorem so good yeah. <laughs> i love that movie so much yep. uh all right guys this is your first time listening to us welcome we are star wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within the galaxy far far away in each episode we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them Topics could be TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it, Andrea. I'm already excited. <laughs> so am I. I am. I'm really excited. So we have, for the first time, we are doing a cross-pot episode with an amazing podcast couple. I love them. I started you know, listening to them. They're great. We, we, I sent a DM and Twitter, and I was like, I got to get you guys on the show. You guys are going to be our very first guest. So I'm very excited. Everybody, please welcome Pizza and Parsecs, Dave and Liv. How are you guys? Woo! We're great. How are you? Thanks for having us. Hi, guys. Hey, hey guys. Oh, we're doing good. How are you guys holding up in this uh, quarantine 2020 life that we're living? Losing my ever-loving mind, but it's okay. <laughs> That's fair. I now have an excuse to say I've lost my mind before I did not. There you go. There you go. That's all we need. A little excuse. Just a little excuse. Dave, how you doing, pal? Like I, I was telling Liv earlier, I'm living the quarantine dream right now. I, <laughs> I go absolutely nowhere. I work from home right now. And then after that, I get to podcast with really cool people. Usually Aww. it's just Liv here. But today... <laughs> <laughs> Get to come hang out with you guys. By the way, congratulations on your thousand subs. Aw, thank you very much. Yeah, that was uh, very unexpected. I'll tell you, I uh, I threw that tweet out, and I did not expect it to happen within like two hours, <laughs> but it did. That was crazy. Yeah, that escalated real really quickly. Yeah, super escalated quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we yeah, have some fun talking Star Wars and other stuff, um, Dave Liv, let's talk about pizza and parsecs. So I want you guys to tell our listeners who maybe haven't heard you guys yet, have listened to you yet, um, where it all started, how you guys met, um, how you guys came up with this whole concept of pizza and parsecs and the podcast. So go ahead and tell us your podcasting story. Nice. Well, uh, Dave and I met online, actually. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I hopped on an app called Bumble, and he was one of the first individuals that I was like, yeah, I'm going to swipe right on this guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> this guy's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, his Aww. bio said something about um, dancing. There's not a There's not a dance floor that he didn't get along with, and being a professional dancer, that spoke to me. <laughs> just in all the right ways so um that's awesome you know we we talked for about two weeks on the app because i was refusing to give him my number because i'm nice. also a cop's daughter so i, I knew smart. i know the game I know, the, I know how to go about this um, <laughs> smart yeah and then we we met at a coffee shop right down the road from where i live and where i worked and it was i mean magical yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> it was pretty much like at first sight, I was like, yeah, okay, this there's something about Aww. this guy that I need to I need to continue knowing. And I deleted the app, I think, that night. Um, oh, wow. Hoping that it wasn't going to go go wrong in any way, shape, or form, and I wasn't going to have to go back on it because dating apps are weird. Yes, they are. Agreed. She's still not entirely convinced that I'm not some Nigerian prince trying to scam her for money. Catfish. Catfish. I'm a professional dancer. I have no money. (laughs) Starving artist. All right. So where did you guys come up with this whole concept of peace and parsecs in this whole in the podcast that you guys started? So we'd been talking about actually starting a podcast since like last summer, probably within a few months after meeting. Um, And we had a lot of the exact same interests and um, we're both huge nerds. And that's one of the things that really drew us together and stuck us together. We had a lot of common ground there. And obviously one of the big things that we love to do together is geek out over franchises that we both absolutely adore and not only that, but as we started to get to, to know each other more and more and more and fall in love and all that gushy stuff, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you're it, gross. <laughs> you're embarrassing me in front of our friends. <laughs> um, but it, not only that, but it kind of became sort of like this the whole podcast idea became a manifestation of our investment into what the other person loves. Like, I feel like learning the things that that the person you're with learning about those things that they love is another way you can really kind of get to know them even more, like actually making an effort to really deep dive into it. Like Mm -hmm. for example, before I met Liv here, I'd only seen one Harry Potter movie ever. Which one? Which one? I know. Exactly. Which one? But which one was it? Ooh, tough question. Yeah. Which was the only one you've seen? It It was Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Yeah. He only had seen Sorcerer's Stone. Oh wow! And I saw that way back in high school, and I (laughs) remembered absolutely nothing about that. And live here is basically a Harry Potter encyclopedia. Nice. (laughs) Nice. So I committed to kind of diving deep on those flicks. And that's allowed us to have a lot of really fun dialogue around it. And similarly, while she's always loved Star Wars, she's been diving deeper into it, you know, getting deep into Clone Wars, learning Mm -hmm. more about the books, legends, things like that. And that's a franchise that I've been neck deep in for a hot minute. So that's kind of sort of the compromising aspects um with that <laughs> there was really no compromise the compromising aspect is you watching the office mm. <laughs> no, I, I had to bring it up i feel like i needed to watch the office in order for this marriage to work <laughs> that's fair and Shit's creek you had to watch Shit's creek too. oh Shit's creek i love Shit's creek andrew have you watched Shit's creek yet i have not you know me oh. sometimes, sometimes i'm just not into comedies i have to be in a comedy mood so that's fair that's I fair uh, i'll get there i i i've obviously the dave and live know i gif the you know what out of that show all the time on twitter i love it there's so many good gifts out of that show <laughs> that it's amazing <laughs> So it, I, yeah, that's I love Shit's Creek. That in uh, Parks and Rec, I love Parks and Rec. That's a, yes. another 
highly recommended show. Uh, I love that show. Oh my goodness. Um, so here's so now you guys are obviously pretty pretty fairly new on to the podcasting scene, the podcasting community. How has your guys' experience been kind of so far within this Twitter uh, podcasting world that we're in? Oh, it has been absolutely amazing. We have really loved making all these internet friends and um mm-hmm. like i would be remiss and i'm glad that you brought this up because i would completely be remiss and not mentioning how amazing this community of star wars podcasts is like mm-hmm. we exactly a dedicated star wars podcast it's something we love to talk about but we talk about other stuff too harry potter being right. one of them but <laughs> right. in spite of that this star wars podcast community is what feels like a home for us. Amazing pods like you, Blue Milk Cafe, Star Wars Friends Show, Jedi Temple Archives, Conversations, Michael, and then you got the top tier supporters like Ryan, Farm Boy, and Rez, so many Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. They've just supported us from the beginning. And everyone is just so encouraging and supportive of one another. Opinions are respected and in most cases celebrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, agreed. 100%. Positive energy out there is absolutely contagious, and we love being part of it and, you know, trying to do our best to contribute to it however and whenever we can. Nice. Yeah, you guys are holding your own. Absolutely. You're fell right in, and uh, you're running with us. It's really great. So I really uh, enjoy your show. Yes, Thank me you. too. Thanks. We love yes. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I I echo what uh, Andrea said. You guys are such a kind of it's it, it's such a cool. You guys like how your show is, what you guys bring to the table. I love it. It's so refreshing. I love listening to you guys. So yeah, I'm glad you guys started your 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 podcast like we did. I mean, we were kind of the same thing. We we were talking about it for a Warren, long time. We were not we dating. In. Sorry. No, well, not that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm saying do do the podcast, you goofball. Um, but yeah, I mean, very similarly, like how we start, like same thing as far as like we jumped into it and we were kind of like, man, this is really crazy how much support we're getting. Yeah. Because in honesty, like I, me and Andrew talked about this. So we're like, who's really going to listen to us? Like one person, two our people? Moms, our moms. Maybe, maybe our family. Maybe. That was even a question mark at that point. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mom listens just to our bonus episodes. Nothing else. Oh, um, that I love it. That's nice. I love it. My family yeah. did not. I told them about it, and my mom was like, uh, "What's your podcast about?" I was like, "You know, Liv and I just we we just geek out about stuff." And she's like, "All right, cool. Next topic." <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how our family was a little bit too. When did you say Andrea? They're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." So anyway, yeah, I feel like they were like uh, really supportive around the Rise of Skywalker premiere, and then after yes. that that went out, they kind of died down. They forgot about us, but that's alright. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. We're still here. We're still doing our thing. <laughs> okay, so let's have some fun, guys. So let's get into our, Hang our, on. our topic. I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Can no, I ask ahead. a question? Yes, absolutely, Andrew. You can how ask, did you ask come away. up? How did you come up with the name Pizza and Parsecs? Ooh, yeah. My answer is I'm obsessed with pizza, and it probably was just inserted into it just to appease the fact that I love pizza. <laughs> uh, but Dave actually came up with the name. It was like the first one that you, the first suggestion you had made, and I was like, that's it. Yeah, we were sitting around Nukes having some soup and sandwiches, <laughs> and we were trying to come up with podcast names. And Pizza and Parsecs was one of the first ones that we came up with. And I'm like, does it really make a whole lot of sense, though? And 
because I mean, it, it makes sense in the context of like, yeah, I guess you could kind of see it relating back to Star Wars. And then I remembered, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow has a company called Goop and it makes more sense than that. So I think we're solid. <laughs> I like the comparison. That was well done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's catchy. I mean, everybody I love loves too, yeah. everybody loves pizza. And if they don't, I mean, I don't care about their opinion whatsoever because it doesn't count. <laughs> you don't like pizza. Uh, and then parsecs, you know, if you don't know uh, how many parsecs, how much, wait, is a Kessel run 12 parsecs? If you don't yes. know that, then again, we can't be friends either. So um, I love the name. I think it's great. Very creative. And I love your guys' logo too. And we got your uh, stickers. So thank you very much for that. So Andrea, I got to get eventually when this whole quarantine stuff stops, I'll have to give you all the stuff we've gotten from uh from them and some other podcasts but yeah we got your guys a sticker and i love i love your guys's logo so who how'd you guys come up with that dave (laughs) (laughs) Nice. so i i'm a part of another podcast with a group a community of friends that i have um we have more of a faith-based podcast and i'm the social media like director of that and so when we started our podcast was like babe I'm going to need you to do this stuff because I can't do two. And he like blew it out of the water. So he has come up with every logo, every title, every, most of the tweets that you guys see are Dave's, um, unless I've said something very funny and he makes sure it's out there for the world to hear. Nice. Um, But yeah, Dave made the, made the logo. Yeah. It it was, um, there was we were I was playing around with a bunch of logos after so initially we had used just a a picture of that Liv actually drew me for Christmas. That's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh wow. That, that featured the two of us as like Star Wars characters with some TIE fighters in the background. And I was like, oh, this would be dope <laughs> wow. as like a piece of cover art for for the podcast. And we have a friend of ours who is super, super good at graphic design. Mm. And so we reached out to her and kind of told her our idea and she played around with some ideas with us and came up with the actual, not the icon, but the, you know, the pizza piece of it, (laughs) the pizza falcon. And I love that too. I love that pizza falcon. (laughs) She's so cool. She's so good. It really is. Um, If you want to check her out on Twitter, it's Reb Hudge, R-E-B-H-U-D-G-E. She's amazing. Okay, good deal. But thought it was time to overhaul our icon as well because that didn't really work out well when I tried to make that pizza into an icon and I wanted to have something a little more simple, a little more clean, something that mm-hmm. we can kind of pop on there. And then it's like, Ahsoka's pretty dope. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when, when, I, when I go with like the, the Fulcrum logo and see what, see what we can play around with that. So that's kind of how that happened. Nice. Yeah, I love I loved I loved both the logo and your that uh pizza <laughs> pizza falcon. I love that so much. <laughs> it looks it's, so cool. <laughs> it's the best. My my favorite part's the upside down ballerina kind of stuck in it because that's how I feel after a show. <laughs> like dive head first into a pizza. I love, it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's have some fun and let's talk some a uh, little bit of Star Wars. We'll have a little bit of non Star Wars stuff, but um so recently, um, StarWars.com came out with an article um, about the Cassian Endor series. 
Um, so they had some casting news. Uh, the big thing that I obviously took out of this was, well, A, it's from StarWars.com, so it's not a you know exclusive from the Hollywood Reporter or Variety. So it's pretty legit, or it is legit. Um, so the actress that played Mon Mothma in Rogue One, Miss uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, is reprising her role in the Cassian Endor series. So I am so excited for this because I think this could lead to so many different things and so many different um, characters showing up through the series. So Andrea, I'm going to start with you and then I'll get, I'll hit up Dave and Liv. Andrea, what do you think about this? Um, You know, the announcement and then what do you think of, what are you thinking about Cassian at this point right now? Uh, I love that, the just like you said, that the announcement is from StarWars.com, so it's super legit. It's not any more speculation around it. Uh, it's exciting that they're using uh, the same character in Rogue One uh, for Mon Mothma because, uh, I mean, she just matched up with the original actress in A New Hope so well. It was, right. like, seamless. Um, I know why you're excited. It just dawned on me as you were talking. You feel like... <laughs> Bail Organa is going to show up and Jimmy Smith is going to be in Cassian. Now this is I true. know. It's true. <laughs> this is true. I finally get it why you're so geek. <laughs> but it could lead to that for sure. So that's why, again, that's why I'm excited to see all these other announcements coming out. So this is kind of the first kind of news we've heard about Cassian in a while. So uh, Dave and Liv, what do you guys think about, you know, Cassian overall? Maybe some uh, this um, uh, actress reprising her role as Mon Mothma. So I was really fired up for this because, not, I mean, not only was she sort of the figurehead in Rogue One for Mon Mothma, but I i can't remember. But did she also do the voice of Mon Mothma in Rebels? I got to double check. You might. I think that's right. I feel like that's right. But I'd have to double check that, though. I mean, that's some that's some next level tie in right there. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. The other piece that I kind of took from it was they also talked a little bit about the timeline of when this is going to take place Mm -hmm. and how this was going to be, you know, five years prior to Rogue One, which means we are in prime Star Wars Rebels territory. Heck yeah. Yes. Yes, we are. I'm so fired up about because then possibilities start to really open up. I mean, can you imagine like a chopper and K2SO bickering at one another? Holy crap. Don't get me excited. Don't get me excited for that. (laughs) I want that now. <laughs> that would be so amazing. And then that maybe even great. catching an appearance of Ahsoka during her days as Fulcrum, you know, that would be really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, that would be. I didn't even think about that whole Ahsoka. Uh, Liv, what are you thinking? How are you, how are you feeling about this? I, I'm just really excited, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I am like the one person on the planet that goes against the grain. And I was not a huge Rogue One fan. Ooh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Okay. I love pizza. Don't forget, I love pizza. It's okay. I, I well, think tell I'm me most, more. I need to know this. Tell me more. I think I'm more excited about like more backstory for Rogue One because I found Rogue One, you know, predictable because we already knew kind of what was going on and we already knew what what happened. Um, and so it was a, it was a visual representation of tales that we've been told. So I'm excited for some newness that comes with this. It's movies. It's not a movie, is it? It's a TV show. show. I got excited and nervous. It's a TV show. (laughs) I I think the other, 
I, sorry. The, I think the other big thing that I'm really excited for was Tony Gilroy coming back into the picture mm-hmm. yes. as the showrunner. Because, I mean, this is a guy that is responsible for not only Rogue One, but Armageddon, Nightcrawler, and the Bourne flicks. Like, with his work on Rogue One and the Bourne flicks, this seems like a very appropriate show for him to work on. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, much like Bourne, Cassian Andor leads that covert life. And what I'm hoping is that Tony brings in some of that same grit that we see in Rogue One and Born into the series. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. And he's got a, a really solid writing team from what I read online. I'm not sure how official it is or not, but I saw like Dan Gilroy, who's his brother, um, who worked with Tony on Nightcrawler and Bo mm-hmm. Willman, who also worked with Tony on House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy is uh, Stephen uh, Schiff from the Americans. Yep. Which is, uh, I have not, I will, I will say, I haven't watched The Americans, but I know a lot of people have loved that show. And again, like you're saying, I think it brings that kind of spy vibe, which I'm excited. I think that's what gets me excited about the Cassian Endor series because it's going to be kind of reminds me of Mandalorian, where it's not, you know, it's going to take place in the Star Wars universe, but it's not going to be like around the Jedi and Sith, which I'm I'm fine with it because I like a little bit different. You know, I don't want to just stick with Jedi and Sith all the time. I, I mean, give it to me, but like with this, it's going to be a completely different type of Star Wars, kind of like Mandalorian was a little bit. Oh, and sure. yeah, and I'm just, ooh, I'm, I'm excited for uh, to see what this series is going to be about. But yes, Andrea, like you said earlier, I think this opens up Bail Organa coming back. My boy, yeah. Jimmy Schmitz. Yep. I would be so excited for him to come back because I love Bail Organa. I love Jimmy Schmitz. Give it to me. I would love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Who are, uh, I'll, again, we'll go out, kind of go around the table. Um, Andrea, any other kind of cameos that you would like to see maybe in Cassian? Any other kind of... Uh, kind of like Dave said, rebels. I mean, we're kind of in that uh, that territory for sure. Uh, you know, not necessarily. You know, I don't know if I'm looking forward to seeing someone from like you know the Ghost Crew or anything like that. I kind of want a okay. little bit. Of, uh, I'm hoping a little bit out of the movie, so some Sagar era. Uh, Ooh, maybe. that's a good one. Ooh, good uh, call. Uh, yeah. you know that guy's kind of a dick, but you know. <laughs> I just I I I mean he he's really um falling apart by the time that you get to Rogue One. I would love to see just the um the progression of his his fall. Is is this Ooh. yeah, can you progress into a fall? I don't even know. I just make up words. Fall but, fall fall harder. He's a <laughs> fall harder. man. I don't know. He's falling apart. So I would love to see um where he goes. Yeah, because last time we see him is Rebels, and he wasn't on the respirator thing yet. So right, we got yeah, we could definitely, and obviously the and actor they that plays talk them. about what happens when he leaves Jen. So who knows? Oh yeah, so yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, uh, Dave, live who? Any other kind of maybe cameos you might are thinking that could show up in the Cassian Endor series? Uh, well, Dave said it earlier. Ahsoka would be just everything for me. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm, fallen mm-hmm. madly in love with Ahsoka in um, Clone Wars, and like I, I haven't really dove deep into um, Rebels quite yet. I'm, I'm about to. Um, oh, still learning so all good. of that, so I'm, I'm really excited. But Ahsoka is my 
is my prayer. Is she your spirit animal? She's my spirit animal. Okay. That is I, the, I accept that. the yeah. best spirit animal. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. You can't really get any better than Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because obviously we know, I mean, well, the rumor is obviously Rosario Dawson uh, is going to may, maybe play her in The Mandalorian season two. Um, who knows? Maybe that could lead to her appearing as Ahsoka in Cassian, I could maybe see it. Just I guess, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But oh yeah, I I would love Ahsoka. I would love Ahsoka. But I, I you know, what? I honestly, I think I'm on Dave's kind of train of I want Chopper and KTOS so to do some hijinks together because I want to see that play out. That would be amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, all right, so let's kind of uh, jump to uh, let's see. So May fourth, we got a lot of kind of news coming out for Star Wars on May fourth. Um, the first kind of big thing is the Mando series. So the Mando docu- documentary series is dropping on uh, Disney Plus on May fourth. So it's a eight part documentary series about the first uh, first season, The Mandalorian. I'm so excited for this. I think I I like the behind the scenes stuff. I love learning how to see you know what went on and um, the just the the nitty gritty of of the show and all that. So this got me excited when that when they announced this. Uh, Dave, live. How are you? obviously you guys watch Mandalorian? How are you guys? Are you guys excited to kind of see the the behind the scenes of it um, with all like the technology that they were using on this show? Oh yeah, I'm I'm going to binge this like I binge watch Tiger King. Oh, nice. I'm so excited. Nice. <laughs> Too bad you I have love- to wait week to week though. Yeah. I can True. wait and just binge it all. <laughs> I can watch it week to week and then binge it all. That's I've a good rewatched point. That's the office eight times. I am capable. <laughs> Yeah, just think of uh, like John Favreau as Joe Exotic. You know, like he's gonna be. <laughs> That's an image I really don't want to hear. Have in my head. <laughs> That's really good, Ange. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be really cool because obviously, I mean, they've kind of shown some stuff in articles of like this whole new camera technology and all that that they're using on the show, and it's just mind-blowing to me. Andrea, what about you? Are you kind of pumped up, excited about the Mando series? Yeah, I got uh, very intrigued just seeing that little snippet of Deborah Chow talking about uh, Werner directing the baby and her directing Werner as Werner's directing the baby, I just thought, uh, or the child. I just thought that (laughs) that was outstanding. Uh, You know, I love seeing creative processes. I love seeing people that are, um, you know, just geniuses at their craft getting together and discussing what they do and where it comes from. So I love behind the scenes stuff too. Uh, so I'm very excited. I'm surprised it's like a series. I was thinking maybe it'd be like a, maybe like a three hour. Oh, I guess it's probably going to be a three hour thing if you put them all together, but eh, whatevs, but yeah, excited. Um, yeah. I, I kind of think uh, Dave, what do you think? Do you think they did this because there's kind of a lull in uh, things that are being produced because of quarantine and coronavirus? Do you think this was an afterthought or do you think this was always in the works? You know, that's a good question. I feel like, I mean, May 4th is obviously a very appropriate time to push out, you know, Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I feel like that was always the plan and it just kind of really syncs up with this pandemic fun time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It right. is fun. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but um, over overall, um, you know, I'll throw it. I'll kind of throw it back at Dave. The Mandalorian obviously was a huge, huge success and all that. And like Andrea was saying, it you know, a huge eight part kind of series. Um, do you think that's like too much? I mean, is it too much kind of back behind the scenes, or we're like you want it all? Like I will take it all. You know, so this is probably gonna be a longer answer. So apologies in advance, but you, hey, you go know, for it. Do it up. Star Wars is a franchise that has consistently set the bar and con- constantly innovated and elevated filmmaking and storytelling. I would think back to yeah. like, you know, episode one, like CGI, the leaps and bounds that they made with that. And then before that with new hope empire, uh, return of the Jedi, all of those like, Star, the Star Wars franchise has really set the bar at each one of those milestones, basically. And I feel like this show is that next huge leap in filmmaking with mm-hmm. the production camera design, the parallax te- technology that they have mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like John Favreau, John Favreau is a guy that is no stranger with kind of doing these deep dives when I first saw this, it reminded me, and I don't know if you've seen this before, but it, back in 2001, John Favreau had a show on Indie Film Channel called Dinner for Five. I never saw it. It was just him and five other directors, producers, actors, and they just chat about filmmaking and share their anecdotes. And the it, it was just a really fun show, and I loved it. And you got to kind of see this the secret sauce almost when they would share those stories and that same round table concept. And I'm so fired up because not only do we get that engaging discussion between all of all this talent, but we also get to see those stories play out and examples with the things that they actually filmed the behind the scenes footage. It's, it's just so exciting. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you, Dave. Like Star Wars has always been kind of at the forefront. I mean, George Lucas, what he did with you know Star Wars until it became obviously Episode Four, it was really it was groundbreaking. And what ILM was doing back then, and now what ILM is doing now, I mean, it's just it's insane. I mean, kind of look at even what the Clone Wars did with the Ahsoka and Maul fight in the oh mocap. Oh, oh my god! Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to kind of see kind of like what we're all saying is that this whole two, new technology and how they kind of bring it to Star Wars and how they like push it into another atmosphere if they even can with Star Wars and just how they're going to make that storytelling that much more like deep and enriched. And uh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. More more the child. I want to see how and I hope this is what I hope this is what we see is. How in the heck Dave Filoni and John Favreau were able to keep baby Yoda? I call him Yiddle. I'm going with Yiddle. That is my name for the child, is Yiddle. (laughs) (laughs) How did they keep that a secret for so long? Because I remember being at Celebration. Yes, Andrea, I'm bringing up Celebration again. Lauren drops Celebration every chance (laughs) she gets. (laughs) Like like those people that have been to like Barcelona? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. 
So I remember going to the Mandalorian panel. Yes, again, I'm going to. Celebration. Yeah, yeah we celebration. Get yes, yes, yes. And just how they, I mean, they were obviously talking about, you know, the Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian and Gina Carana as this other character and, uh, you know, all that other stuff. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to think how, like, they, throughout that panel, there was obviously, obviously no mention of it because it was the big reveal, but, like, they just, just knowing that they knew that, yeah, they, like, people in the audience that are watching this have no idea that we have a baby Yiddle, baby Yoda, the child coming out and it's going to change Star Wars, yeah. you know, as we know it. It's, it just, it blows my mind, you know, thinking about that. Like, it's just like, how did the heck did he keep that a secret? So I hope they kind of show that, like, just how the idea of of the child and everything like that. That kind of excites me uh, with this whole behind the series stuff. So, yeah. Um, so speaking of May the 4th, that's a segue, people, and that's how you do it. Boom. May 4th is a, obviously, as we said, huge kind of Star Wars day for many, many Star Wars fans. A lot of people have traditions, plans, and everything like that. So let's go around the table. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you. What is uh, your normal... May 4th tradition what's your plans this May 4th and what kind of does what does May 4th mean to you well listen I'm kind of sad <laughs> because for the past two years and I uh on May the 4th I get a Star Wars tattoo and uh I had a Darth oh, yeah, Vader that's right yeah I had a Darth Vader tattoo and then I had a Luke and Yoda one and uh this year was going to be Princess Leia uh, and it had to get canceled because uh, of I all of this. That. So tear to that. Uh, but I will still <laughs> be getting uh my Princess Leia tattoo. Nice. And who knows? But who knows when? Uh, but normally, uh, I just like watching Star Wars that day. I like hearing Star Wars in the background. I like mm-hmm. wearing a Star Wars shirt. Um, Star Wars clothing. Uh, I like making a few posts on social media about how it's Star Wars Day. Hopefully, I can finish my cross stitching on time, but I doubt it. Um, mm. But honestly, isn't Star Wars Day every day for us? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, it is. Fair. Fair. That's fair point. <laughs> That's really fair. But, uh, but I am, yeah. I'm bummed because, you know, normally I, I get my tattoo and uh, I won't be this year. Because my, my girl that does my tattoo, she loves Star Wars and she's like Lithuanian. And she has a really thick accent. And we talk Star Wars during the whole time. And uh, she hates all the uh, the the sequels. So that's really fun to get into that with her. Oh, that's uh, amazing. But every since we did the we had a I had a tattoo lined up with her and then she was like, hey, uh, someone backed out on me on May the 4th. Do you want to do a Star Wars tattoo? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then we just kind of started that tradition. So but uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's awesome. All right, Dave, Liv, how do you guys, uh, how, how have you guys uh, done May the 4th in the past? Obviously, with quarantine, what do you guys, any big plans for this year? And what does, obviously, May the 4th mean to you guys? Well, after hearing that, I think Liv wants to get a Baby Yoda tattoo. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. So bad. That would be so awesome. I love Baby Yoda. Like, we highly recommend it, uh, the gals. <laughs> highly recommend it. Sweet. I have, t- I have some backup. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> so usually May the 4th, uh, for me, I, I mean, I'll wear, you know, if I have some Star Wars, you know, garb, I'll put it on. But usually that's around recital time. 
Um, So usually we have like my students have a big show at the end of the year and it usually falls the beginning to mid-May. So it's a little sad because we're not having a recital anymore. So um, I will probably dress my Animal Crossing character in Star Wars garb and play Animal Crossing. Very nice. I love that so much. <laughs> nerd. And very very so nerd, but it's so great. It's so, it's so on brand. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, man. All right, Dave, what about you? Baby Yoda. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, All right. So for me, I like I said before, I work from home, and obviously that's a work day, but I will still be repping some my Star Wars gear, of course. So video nice. calls, I'll be wearing my Star Wars hats, my Star Wars hoodies and shirts and whatnot. And otherwise, um, I so one one other thing about me lives lives a dancer, and I'm a I used to run D1 in college. Oh, wow. I ran cross country nice. and track, and took a couple of years off, and then got back into it. So that's one thing that I'm still super super into. And mm-hmm. that day, I will also be running a vo- virtual road race as well. Oh, the wow. May the 4th cool. 4K. Nice. I like that. <laughs> That's very cool. So it. that'll love, be, love, love, love I'll it. throw that in the middle of my morning run. And nice. if I know anything about Liv, she will not be participating. <laughs> Don't run. <laughs> Again, full support, Liv. <laughs> full support. <laughs> I only run after the ice cream man. I. Preach you got this so year. excited Preach. when you heard the ice cream truck yesterday. <laughs> yes, so I, love I love it. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't love the ice cream truck? Exactly. Thank you. True, You're welcome. True story. Wait, I gotta know. What do you get from the ice cream truck? Uh, mm. I usually get the character like popsicles. Yep. They're usually the sherbet kind of uh, popsicles with the gumball nice. eyes. Yes, like a like a Ninja Turtle. Yes, or Power <laughs> oh. Ranger. Yeah. Oh, or yes. SpongeBob. Or SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We are We're geeking out questions. over ice cream right now. This is great. <laughs> We're asking love- the important questions. We're yeah, asking yeah. the important questions. I'm a huge junk food person, so mm. I can go off mm. on ice cream. I can go off on nice. pizza. You yes. name it. This is why we're all friends again. I will say this is why. Real people here. Real Real people. people. Real talk. Real talk. Lauren, what are you doing? May the 4th. So, yeah. So, May the 4th, I obviously, uh, I have to work. Sucks. Um, I am, I know. Essential worker. I know. Essential worker. So, I get to go. I get to go into the (laughs) office. I'm going to try to, though. Um, cause I, I work in, my office is based inside the hospital, but I'm going to try to sneak like a star Wars. Cause obviously you have to wear business, you know, a business attire. I'm going to try to sneak in a star Wars shirt somehow within my, within my outfit so I can rep, rep star Wars. But I usually actually, I have a pair of earrings, uh, the rebel, the rebel sign, the rebel, yeah. um, earrings. I have those. So I always wear those. So I'm always wearing something star Wars, but I'll try to get a, a shirt, uh, to wear at work if i can somehow make it look professional <laughs> but then yeah i'll probably watch like a movie i'll watch one of the movies uh after i get from work though but i now you're not andrea now that you're talking tattoos now i'm thinking about a tattoo damn it, it. I, 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 I know I that kylo run one that you gotta get with the heart i know that's a little too much for me it's a little too much <laughs> 
baby steps, baby Yoda, <laughs> I think would be a perfect start. Liv, I'm telling you, I support this idea, and we can do it virtually somehow. Oh, <laughs> Get tattoos. <laughs> it's been a year and a couple months since my last tattoo, and I've already got the itch. Like, oh yeah, virtual baby <laughs> nice. Yoda tattoos. I, I'm I'm on board. Nice. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. So let's get some fun. Yeah, go ahead. I already have a Yoda tattoo, so I was like, I'm telling you, when I saw Baby Yoda, the, that was like the first thing I thought of. I was like, crap, I just have like a Yoda tattoo. That's not cool enough anymore. Like, now there's a Baby Yoda. I can't believe I was like, <laughs> just premature about thinking like that there couldn't have been a cooler Yoda ever. So, yeah. that was, and, then, and then the child comes around. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I love Yoda. Full yeah, wisdom. I know. We all love. We all love Yoda, baby Yoda. Uh, any uh, see anything else, guys? With the uh, um, with Cassian news, with May the Fourth, uh, Mando doc series. Anything you guys want to add to before we get into our Ask the Gale segment? Um, I feel like we would be remiss in not mentioning that we will also be watching the Clone Wars season finale and then oh my gosh yeah obviously yes obviously real quick actually so I was me and Andrea dropped our recap show on uh, Monday obviously we're dropping this on Friday um Dave Liv your guys is kind of just overall thoughts I know you guys are probably do uh, an episode on on the on the last two episodes and all that but what are your guys kind of overall thoughts on the last two Clone Wars uh episodes I'm obsessed I hate that it's only 20-something minutes. And when they end, I yell. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds Um, accurate. No, but in all all seriousness, it's it's definitely the, in my opinion, the best way to conclude this whole series. Uh, I just Mm -hmm. started watching Clone Wars, what, a month and a half, two months ago? Wow. Oh, wow. So fresh. It's really fresh. Yeah. Um, And I've just... I've had my ups and downs with the characters and now I'm in this place of like, I don't want it to end, but I need to know how it ends on this side of Revenge of the mm-hmm. Sith. Like, yeah. I'm so excited. Nice. Absolutely. Dave, what about you? Um, like I said before, you know, Star Wars has a way of elevating this craft, right? Yeah. And I feel like this mm-hmm. final arc is a testament to that in a big, bad way. Like, it does not get much more Star Wars than what we are seeing now in this Siege of Mandalore arc. It is Absolutely. beautifully done. The story, yeah. the animation. I mean, the animation. Oh. Let's be real. Like, that's... <laughs> chef's kiss so good. good. <laughs> yeah, it is chef's kiss good. It really is. And it's, it, really is it just good. feels so much like Star Wars. Like, I have, I have cried in every single episode of this arc so far <laughs> and mm-hmm. it has just mm-hmm. been beautiful i don't know how else to put it other than just say it's beautiful dave did you yeah. watch clone wars when it uh first aired or were you late to the game i was late to the game i didn't get into yeah. it until i got disney plus actually but Ooh. i've watched the oh, whole nice. thing through like five times since then it's so nice. good it's like the nice. best uh, it's it's probably one of my favorite versions of like iterations of Star Wars. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Agree completely. So, all right, guys. So let's uh, let's have some fun. We're gonna do some ask the gals, and we'll do, 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 do. roundtable. 
Ask the girls. All right. So first question for everybody. Uh, Ask the gals and Dave. There we go. And Dave and Liv. And Pizza and Parsons. It's gal chat. We're going to call it Pizza and Gal Chat. Hashtag Ask the Gals as well. All right. So our first question comes from MSWLD. God, Twitter handles, I swear, just remarkable sometimes uh ask bloody or me that's a quite the handle <laughs> they ask do you think that uh do you think if padme had survived that anakin would have stayed on the dark side Ooh, interesting question uh let's throw it to andrea what do you think nope i want love to answer first <laughs> wait why me <laughs> Because I was listening to your episode and you were talking about uh, Padme and the Clone Wars, and I feel like you're invested into Padme, so I want you to answer. Um. Okay. Do I think Anakin would stay on the dark side of Padme? Yeah, I think so because she'd do Ooh, something okay. or another to make him over the edge mad, and he'd still kill her. Mm. That's a. Ooh, I never even thought wow. about that. That's a good point. Wow. Oof. Still a I death kinda, happening. It kind of makes sense. I mean, I can't. I can't even really be mad at it. That makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna. Makes can I go now? Picture. Okay. No, yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead, Andrew. That's your. Um, that's I'm you. gonna say uh, he would have stayed on the dark side. And my reference is from one of the Vader comics. Remember when he finally got to see Padme in a vision, and mm. he was still full mm-hmm. of anger, and he didn't really uh, have any acceptance towards that whatsoever. So I believe uh he would have stayed on the dark side and padme mm. would have uh just kind of uh smarted up <laughs> and been like see ya you know so yeah That's true. i think I, and then i think you know it just would have been this great uh pull in the universe of her missing him and and wishing what could have been and him doing the same thing it would have been like this tragic love story there Ooh. we go that's pretty deep i like that well done. Dave, what about you? I think he would have still stayed on the dark side. And the reason mm-hmm. I think that is because for me, the way that I see Padme through Anakin's eyes is Padme is sort of like this representation of a very painful time in his life. You know, they met back on Tatooine mm. when he mm-hmm. was a slave. And, you know, Anakin clings, right? He's mm-hmm. He's got... <laughs> He's super clingy. He is a clinger. Yeah, he's stage five. Stage five. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think because on some level, she's always going to be some sort of representation of that pain. That will always be something that Sidious could capitalize on and twist Mm. and manipulate him to the dark side to keep him on the dark side. Right on. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't foresee him, you know, not going to the dark side because I think there were so many. I mean, obviously, she was a huge factor. I think as we all, as we're all kind of saying, she was a huge factor in, you know, um, with what's, you know, that vision he had of her, you know, dying in childbirth. It drove him uh, to, you know, wanting to save her. So she was a, you know, a big part of him, you know trying to find ways to save her. And then obviously with Palpatine giving him an out on that, telling him that he can save her if he follows him, then, you know, he goes to the dark side. So, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see, 
I don't see him not going to the dark side. Because even if she survived, I think Palpatine was so in his mind, I think he would have even twisted twisted even how his love for her has changed somehow maybe because you know she was still for the republic and you know they're all traitors now and all that like he could have manipulated anakin further and still made him you know still made him become darth vader so his path was set yeah no i agree i think it was 100 percent. i mean look at as you were talking clone wars look at um the oh god what's the arc um the god the mortis gods I mean, it was kind of almost set in stone. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So the next question comes from Lang, uh, Lang Lester. Lattister? I'm terrible Lang with names, so Lester. forgive me. Yeah. Lester? I don't know. Whatever. I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. His question is, uh, if you could pick, um, what would the female-centric Star Wars show be? Uh, he says his pick would be Emphis Nest. Ooh. Yeah. Um, let's start with Andrea. Okay. Kira. Kira. Ooh, that's, right. I that's a good one. I think Kira's Kira? a badass. reason why? She's a badass. Yeah. She's a babe. Uh, those two things uh, make for great TV. So <laughs> that's what hey, I'm going with. Go. Uh, I like it. So I, you know, I, I would love a little bit of uh, how she got into the Crimson Dawn. I feel like that would be really dark and gritty. Uh, I would also like to see her, uh, what happens with her and Maul after uh, she leaves Han. So I would, and I would love more Maul. So I would like a Kiri, Kira story. That's I like what I want. Yep. I like it. Uh, Dave, how about you, sir? Um... This is a good. This is a good question. I, I know I was super fired up to see the news about this with getting a female centric Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna have to go with Zori. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Can't be mad at it. I like it. For what you know, reason? Any, anything in particular? More of her history. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What about you, Liv? Who's your Who's your uh, show? As y'all know, I have a hard time with names as well. (laughs) (laughs) Preach, Sister Preach. What's her name again, Dave? Uh, uh, Ayla Secura? Yes. I'm not going to say it and embarrass myself, but I would love that. Nice. That's a good one. I like that one. one. I like that one. Um, I will... Around what time? Like during during the Jedi, all the way up into Order 66? So oh, we're yes. thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. I dig that. I dig it. I dig it too. Um, female centric Star Wars show. I if we if oh god, I guess I will say this. Ventress. Ventress has always been one of my favorite characters. You love throughout, her. and I do. Uh, throughout Star Wars, all overall. I mean, I know we've seen her. You know, we got her in Clone Wars, but I would love more more of her story. Maybe. Uh, more of her bounty hunter like days. I don't know how long she was a bounty hunter. I don't. I don't know if it was like a huge time frame. But I would. I honestly would love the whole Dark Disciple book to become some type of animation or show because I love that book so much. It would be amazing. But yeah, uh, Ventress here. I could get. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, Dave. Me too, man. I. <laughs> Gotta be hopes and dreams, just hopes and dreams. Uh, but Kira would be another one, though. I kind of agree with you, Andrea, just because of how they left it with Solo. Yeah, 
And then the books that we got uh, with her in them, you know, um, most wanted. The, yeah, most, most wanted, wanted, and then yeah, it was most wanted, most wanted, and then obviously just the solo no- uh, novelization mm-hmm. um, was her. Yeah, I think you could see a lot more. Uh, I could see, you know, there's a lot more. There's still stories to tell with her, um, but I gotta say, I do kind of agree with uh, Lang. Uh, Emphis Ness, man, she would be a great. A great series, and she'd be maybe even a perfect candidate for Cassian. Um, yeah, time wise, I think that would that would line up. So that would be that'd be really good too. So uh, thanks for the question, Lane. Appreciate it. All right, last one, peeps. Uh, this is from our good friend Benjamin Akers, and his question is this: um, Star Wars has avoided crossing over with uh, other franchises until now. You have been given the green light to cross it over. Who do they meet? Uh, he says his personal pick would be a crisis of Lucasfilm worlds with a Star Wars, Willow, and Indiana Jones epic team up. I kind of like that. Wow. Uh, let's start with Liv. Liv, what do you think? Who would be your crossover Star Wars greenlit project? I would have to pick Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Nice. I would love to see that Ooh, crossover like that. into the Wizarding Ooh. world and how those two could potentially mesh, only because I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. Maybe that's what like the Mandalorian, the Sorcerer episode is really about. <laughs> like That's that crossover you've been waiting for. With Dumbledore. <laughs> He's not dead. That. He still has the Elder Wand. <laughs> Boom. Teams up with Mando and Baby Yoda. I see it now. This all makes sense. I want it now. This all makes sense. <laughs> Dave, how about you? What what would be your uh, crossover dream with Star Wars? See, so you're, you're asking me on the spot, and like 30 minutes after we wrap this up, I'm going to think of something so much cooler. Yeah. Oh, I, I will too. I will yeah. too. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to probably go with a like a Harrison Ford, Chewie, Mixing with the Firefly crew. Ooh. Ooh, I like that a lot. Ooh, I like that Harry's a lot. cooler than mine. <laughs> no. Harry think, Potter's still no, good, Liv. Come on now. cooler like than that. Harry Potter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what about you? What would be your crossover? If you could cross over any franchise with Star Wars, what would it do? What would you do? You know, I feel like this has happened before, but I would like to see it like as a movie. Uh, is uh, the Muppets? <laughs> like, I really need like. Uh, so I know it's happened. I know it happened back in the original trilogy days, but I want like a more current. I feel like uh, the Muppets movies get better over time. I think. Uh, what was That's it? Fair. What was the last one with Tina Fey? God, it was so dang good. But anyway, uh, I would like to see the new cast, the sequel cast, the Disney cast with uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy and some Fozzie. Oh, my God, I want this. (laughs) Can you imagine uh, Adam Driver acting with Miss Piggy? Yes. I want this now so bad. I would love to see Ruth, with uh, Animal and Chewbacca have a conversation. Yes. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> just Animal me. and Chewbacca. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, like Poe and Gondro. Like, oh my gosh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> Lucasfilm, listen to us. We have gold ideas. They're both Disney right now. Right in Disney. Now. Yeah. 
They're both <laughs> <Right>. Disney. <laughs> oh yeah, true. That's true. We can make Do it, it happen. Yep, we can make it happen. Uh, man, so let's see. Two franchises, Star Wars. What would I do? Um, I mean, my obvious pick would be Marvel MCU, but that's too cliche, I think. Um, That would be complicated. It would be. Good God. But there's that one episode in Parks and Rec where that guy does a whole (laughs) whole thing (laughs) on it. I love it so much. Um, But what? God, this is a Star Wars. Harry Potter was a good choice. Muppets. Hmm. Trying to think, what franchise? What if you did a Star Wars and uh, man? I don't know. This is a good. This is a tough question. I'm trying to think. What would be cool? Shrek to go with Star Wars. Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> Can you imagine Shrek in the Star Wars universe? Bond? No. No, not James Bond. That would actually be that'd be interesting though. You know, I would say. Um, Star Wars, what if you, I mean, this is going to be super cliche. Star Wars, Star Trek. Just cross, just, just cross paths. Just I don't do know. it. It'd be easy. Bold move. Be, <laughs> it is a bold move, Cotton. It is a very bold move. But I I think Star Wars, Star Trek. Let's just, let's just bring it together, people. Let's just bring it home. You know, let's I, just all be friends. Like let's just ben- do it. Like Benjamin said, I would like an Indiana Jones Star Wars crossover because, you know, there are a whole lot of Easter eggs that happen in the Indian yeah. movies and Star Wars movies. I think that that would be, if you put them in the same dimension, it would be great. That's true. That's a good point. Yep. That's a good point. All right. Um, any kind of last thoughts, everybody, on our fun topics that we've talked uh, talked about? I have had a great time with our new friends. So have I. I 100% agree with that. We are so so incredibly grateful to have been able to join you guys today. We've been big fans of y'all's for ever since we got on this Twitterverse and want to just thank you guys so much for your ongoing support and for letting us come out and geek out with you on your show. Hey, we, this is what we're here for people. This is what we're here for. Oh, actually here, hold on. We're going to, before we wrap it up, this is going to be, this is how we're going to wrap it up. We had to go what Lauren. Is, now you're going to have to edit this. I know. Well, you know, I know I'm not going to edit it because this is how we do. We're just going to let it fly. <laughs> we just, like, we just, we let, just it let it fly. Yeah. Let's go around. Um, obviously quarantine time, movie theaters are shut down, but once they open back up, obviously there's a ton of movies that are going to, that got pushed back to you know later on this year or 2021 so let's go around the room what is the most anticipated film that eventually comes out that you're excited to go see in the theaters dave live i'll start with you too uh it's a hard hard toss-up but i'm gonna say one thinking dave's gonna say the other one mulan I cannot wait for the live action Mulan. I've been waiting this whole time. And then they moved it. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Agreed. I'm with you. And there's no move shoot, so I'm, I'm okay. I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Dave, what about you? What What are you, uh, uh movie that you're excited to go see in the theater? I mean, Wonder Woman 1984. Let's, let's be real. Like, that's going to be so dope. But yeah, it's going to be good. Tenet with uh christopher nolan's new film as well yes yes yep tenet i'm i agree with that andrea what about you uh you know i rewatched like the whole um mcu because i was working on a, a marvel avengers puzzle 
You nice. like how my stories have like five stories in them? But anyway, I just <laughs> answered the dang question and said Black Widow. But I am excited for Black Widow. So there you go. Some Scarlett Johansson, uh, some explosions. Uh, good stuff. Some popcorn eating movie is what that is. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I do kind of miss my MCU for sure. Yeah, Black Widow would be is on mine. I think for me, I, I actually will take Dave's honorable mention, Tenet. Tenet is my, like, I am so hyped for that movie because I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan. Yep. His films are so good. And I cannot, like, I remember seeing the trailer when the trailer dropped. I was like, what? what is even happening? Like, what is this movie going to be about? I have no clue. But I'm like, I'm excited for it. And I have no idea why. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm in because it's Christopher Nolan and I trust him and I can't wait to, uh, can't wait to see that one. So that would be my, that would be my hype one. It reminded uh, me all right, a lot. Uh, yeah. No, go oh, ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was just going to say like the trailer reminded me a lot of Inception because I was also very confused with the Inception trailer when it first came out and mm-hmm. I loved how Inception turned out. So that got me even more fired up for Tenet. Yeah. Good point. That's a very good point. Good point. All right. Well, again, yes, as Andrea said, uh, thank you, Dave and Liv, for stopping by, for coming in and hanging out with us on uh, on our episode, our pizza and gal chat is what I'm calling it. Uh, Dave, Liv, tell the good people where they can find you, where uh, on social media and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Come give us a holler on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Pizza and Parsecs. And if you want to know where you can find our show, we're at bit.ly backslash pizza and parsecs pod. Nice. Nice. Yes. Give them a follow, people. Please, please, please. If you're following us, follow them. Uh, it's very well worth it. Uh, love the love the show. And I'm so glad we got to hang out with you guys today for sure. Uh, so you guys can follow us uh, at the Galactic Pod. On Twitter, um, obviously rate and review us. We're on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all that good stuff. The good, good stuff. Uh, you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Loro Knows. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Stop on Twitter. And everybody, may that force be with you. Always. Always. Always.